Welcome to the Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast. Uh, today we have a new, um, well, not a new junior player, but but a Swedish player, Kevin Marx Nurian. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This episode is brought to you by Scandlux, your home for Scandinavian luxury products for the U.S. market. You can find us at scandlux.com. Newly committed, I guess we should say, to uh, Northern Michigan University D1 NCAA. Yeah. Or when was the uh, when was the uh, commitment? Uh, yeah. So I committed. I was there for a visit just uh, after the season ended. And uh, I committed about the 1st of June, so like a month ago. All right. Well, first of all, congratulations. Here's here's kind of what I wanted to talk about, because I think that you've got a um, a unique um, um, background that I want to harness. I kind of poached you a little bit because I, I was doing actually a little research on elite prospects on Swedish players in the North American Hockey League, and then I saw that uh, most of them that I started looking at was going back to go to play in Sweden and then, but you are choosing the route of going to college here, which I'm a fan of. And uh, so, we, you know, we got two years of uh, junior experience here and a couple of years of juniors in Sweden. So, and now college. So we got a lot of things to talk about. Yep. Yep. So first of all, this is the most professional background that any guest have had that has his own uh setup lit setup in the back background so before we get going i know that you got big plans and uh or tell, tell us a little bit about what's what's in in store yeah so we got yeah we got a couple of microphones here and uh a nice setup to potentially start up a podcast in the future and uh so yeah it's uh we haven't started yet and so um you yeah. you know so when you watch spit and chicklets they call the spit, the, the 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 chicklets bump and we, we, for people that are guests of this podcast they get a bump and they get a this this boost of of popularity uh so maybe the same thing will happen here yeah hopefully <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a little bit of geographical you're sitting in knivsta so if yeah. you google knivsta a little bit outside of arlanda which is the main airport in sweden is that about right yep yep and i see uh so you grew up there and i guess did you play uh who what was your youth organization there that you grew up playing in I played in Almtuna East, which is in Uppsala here in Sweden. So it's about 15 minutes from where I'm at right now. Okay. And uh, I played there every single youth year, except for U14. I played one year with all on the wings. They had some uh, some better ice times and uh, more practice opportunities and stuff. And they had a pretty good team that year. So that was a great year too. So I had one year with them, but otherwise every youth year was with uh, Almtuna. And then for those who don't know, uh, Uppsala or Antuna is how far from Stockholm? Maybe 45 minutes? Uh, Uppsala from Stockholm is about 45 minutes, I would say. Yeah. Uh, from where I'm at, it's about 25, 30 minutes. Okay, great. Yeah. All right. And then uh, if we jump into your background, 
hockey gymnasium. So I saw that you played um, TV puck tournament for, is that Upland or who did you? Yeah, Upland. Yeah. 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 So it's not part of Stockholm North. It's its own. Yeah, it's its own region. Exactly. Yeah. So that was back in 1718. Doesn't seem like that long ago, but uh, yeah, a lot of people, they don't know anything about TV puck tournament over here and, and uh, big deal in Sweden. So how did you end up in Vesteros? So it's actually my birth town is in Vesteros. Uh, my dad yeah. worked for, for AB or SCA, which is now ABB. But so how did you end up there? I guess um, you had, what, what was the decision to go there? Yeah, so I played for Almtuna and uh, and I was interested in in Westeros. It's it's pretty close. It's only an hour away. Yeah. And so uh, yeah, they I talked to them. Their coach came out and watched uh, a game for, when we played, and uh, he liked what he saw and stuff. And then I came over there for a visit, and uh, I kind of yeah looked around the rink, uh, looked at the school with him, and he kind of showed me around the the city and stuff, and. Uh, yeah, and uh, I practiced with them that day too, I think, and uh, got a feel for it. And then I got, well, a contract, I would say, uh, yep. for to play with Vesteros. And and for me, I mean, it was uh, I was 15 years old, just turning 16, moving away from home, and uh, I saw it. My parents saw it as a good opportunity to like grow as a person too, uh, kind of learning the basics of yeah, living by yourself and. Uh, and they also had a super lead, a junior 20 national team, yeah. uh, which they transferred from super lead to national, which is the same league, but different name now. And uh, that, that was also a good thing that they had because, you know, you want to compete against the best to, to become your best player yourself. And so it turned out to be, to be a great, uh, to be a great setup. And so that's kind of my decision to why I went to Vestros. How how big of a deal was it for you? I mean, different people have different experiences. How was it for you to move away then, 15 years old, um, not too far away, but still you're living on your own and, you know, now yeah. it's all of a sudden serious. Yeah. No, yeah. So um, at the start, there was a lot of things. I had to call my parents uh, how to wash clothes, like, you know, those basic things. Um but then you kind of learn a lot of that was regular home stuff, how to cook food, how to wash clothes, how to uh, do the dishes and, and yeah. all those things. And uh, so at first it was a little bit, you know, you got to, you realize how much responsibility you got to take on your own and uh, no one else is going to wake you up in the morning. Uh, when you go to school, you, I mean, you don't have your mom by your side, maybe to help you out. You kind of, take help if you needed help from teammates and uh so i think it was i think it was really nice uh to live by yourself you know it's kind of calm and, and all that stuff when you go to bed it's it's very quiet and so it, it there was definitely pros with living by myself but then of course i miss my family and my my parents usually came over uh my mom every other weekend my father every other weekend to kind of visit uh, my first two, three years when I, when I played there. And uh, so it was, it wasn't too bad. How was, so did you have your own apartment then or did yeah. you? Okay. So they had, yeah. that was part of the deal with, with the school and the, yeah. and the program. Yeah. 
How um, also curious too, since you're now going into college, what was your so going from ninth grade into hockey gymnasium? How was your view on academics back then? Uh, so I think uh, you realize now how important the academics were that you th that you received in uh, the gymnasium, which is pretty much like high school, to be able to for me to move from uh, gymnasium now to college. Yeah. So I always had to show my transcript to each school, and uh, when I talked to different schools and uh, and yeah, so they always looked at my grades to make sure that they're good enough. And what so it's your, very important which, to which program did you go into? Uh Northern Michigan. But I mean in 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 gymnasium. Oh, um I went to social studies. Okay. Um so and it's a pre preparation for uh university. And and the reason why I bring that up is some of your teammates chose the vocational side, perhaps electrician, carpentry. Yeah. A little bit easier road from a standpoint of of academics yeah so now they had to i had a couple of friends that did that and then i have a friend that went to michigan state and so he had to add a bunch of courses to do uh after he finished school uh so either you can you can choose to do one of those uh studies but then you have to add courses yeah. so for me it was uh i always had a goal in mind and uh I kind of saw my journey to go to college and it, it was something that I wanted to do and I aspired to do. So I knew kind of what I had to do and what I had to study to be able to move on to university. So that's why I kind of chose uh, social studies. And uh, I also thought it was very interesting to learn about people and kind of, and kind of the psychology side and all that stuff. Cause it, you implement that a lot into your game. Too. Yeah. And then, um, I'm looking. So if I'm looking at your elite prospects here, so um, right away you you go straight into J18 Elite, which um, is now called Region. Uh, yeah. I can't stand that name. I liked Elite much better. Uh, but yeah. um, and then second year breakout year, 34 games, 39 points. You also got to play a couple of games in the J20 Super Elite. Which you know, how was that? right away did you practice the whole season with them or did you just get some practices with j20 your second year your so you were then I, 17 yeah later on in the season i practiced a lot more with them and uh yeah so it's i mean it's it's really well how they actually set up uh, yeah. like the juniors in sweden so the team we literally had uh, our locker rooms beside each other yep. and one team practiced the next team went on right after so it was one team worked out while the other team was practicing. So it was very easy for, for a player to stay two practices and practice both sessions. And uh, the school, everybody goes to the same school. Yeah. And so, and it's like moving up a ladder you, from U16 to J18, J20. And some players move on to, to the senior teams. Some players, that, that's when usually everybody starts to kind of do their own thing. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, so yeah, it was a great ladder, and I think so. I started the second year, like you said, I started uh, practicing more with J twenty, and then I got a couple games there, and uh, so that was nice, you know, get get a feel for the next level before going to the next level next the next season. 
And then I I just now realized the 2021 COVID year. Yeah. Right. So your so your last no. So your this would have been your first year. J twenty was your COVID year. Yeah. That makes sense. So walk us through. So so was it a you started and then season ends? Pretty much, pretty much. And uh, so every time you kind of move into the next level, it takes a couple games usually to get to get used to it. Yep. So I that's when I started working with my mental coach Andy Sverd, and uh, that kind of picked up my game a lot. And just as I started picking up my game, starting getting a lot of ice time, that's when the season shut down. So that I think the last four games I had five points and I started playing a lot better, playing wise. And uh, before that, I was struggling a little bit with with anxiety for games. So yeah. that's why I started working with the mental coach there because in practices I was doing so well and then games hit and I was like, you know, like you're you, you. But that's also when I realized how much I actually wanted to perform, how much I like really wanted to move on to for for the senior teams. T- to see me play and uh, that I wanted it so bad because that's when you can kind of like squeeze your shoulders and your hands a little bit too hard because you want it so bad. So when I started working with my mental coach, that's when I kind of understood the the basics behind why everything like that happens and uh, how to control it, how to kind of breathe and feel relaxed in the moment. And uh, I started picking up my game. Literally, the I went to him during the week, the next week, and I think I had four points in two games or something like that. So from zero points in like eight games to four points in two games. And and not just points-wise, playing-wise, and, and the comfort that he kind of gave me the first. And I still worked with him the first couple of games there. And uh, so now, later now, it's it's totally shifted. So for me now... It's more like I think pressure creates diamonds, kind of. Yeah. So I I really enjoy um, games now. It's I I kind of I kind of perform better. It kind of brings me energy instead of brings me down. So uh, I mean, it's, it's tough. You're you're 18 years old. You're competing against the best of the best, and you know you're 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 being molded. And um, yeah, I mean, kudos to you to kind of. Uh, working through that so 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 how let's talk about then i mean that's just such a tough time with covid and nobody knows anything about at that time so much uncertainty and at what point did did you start thinking about all right i'm gonna go and play in play north american juniors or or did Um, did it start there or did you already have kind of like that's that's so uh i i work with a with a guy in in sweden mike is his name and he's always been pushing me to go over to the united states since i was 10 years old (laughs) so i that's kind of like shift you know kind of like shift my focus to purely want to go to college route and so every year i put up goals for my season kind of what i want to accomplish and how i want to move on to the next level so my idea was to go U16 to J18 Elite, J18 Elite, Super Elite, finish school, go to play either NAHL or USHL, and from there to college, because I've always been pushed to do that. And I only have one step left, and it's to NHL. So 
I, by, from now, I followed my plan, and I, I hope I can do keep doing that uh, all the way through. Yeah. Um, so how did that go about then? I mean, that's kind of a because you know a lot of Swedes are are. Oh no, I don't want to take that. I don't want to take that step. You know, very comfort zone. The safe thing is just just to do what's 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 natural. So. Did your parents talk about your parents and how did that discussion uh what's your relationship with your parents and, and that discussion back a few years yeah. ago? Uh taking a step to the United States. Uh yeah. yeah, so my parents has always been very supportive. They or, or keep supporting me right now too. And I mean amazing parents. And uh yeah, they've always said that they want me to do what I love to do and what I think should be best for myself and uh, so they support me with whatever I choose to do kind of yeah and um, so uh, I know my mom of course when I left when I was 15 years old to play in Westeros that I mean it's it's of course kind of sad for her that I left yeah, but yeah. at the same time she feels happy that I am doing what I want to do and if I can succeed within a sport that I play that's my my dream and that's her her dream for me too so uh i think um they've always been supportive and uh they have never ever said that they want me to do something else than what i want to do so that's Listen, kind of nice to have that behind me so we're recording this you know early july and we're we're going to release this right about the time when you got main camps and yeah. So walk me through, let's talk about that side of, did you, did you have the knowledge of how that process worked about, okay, uncertainty in, in, in Swedish juniors and, and, you know, so you, you, so you graduated from, from your high school or your gymnasium and yeah. then you had, you could have played another year, but it's uncertainty. So then you went over did you go come over and practice with any of the teams back then and do the uh, kind of ring thing? In the States? Yeah. No. Uh, so Mike that I worked with since I was a kid that always pushed me to get over, he was the guy that helped me to get over. So he has a bunch of contacts over there in college, in NHL, in juniors. And he so he was the guy that helped me to get over. So I, I got tendered. Okay, so you and got tender. I, okay. Yeah, so and I, I did not go to a main camp there. I went to the training camp and I did not know about the process at all. So this is this is the big shock for me, right? So in Sweden you kind of make a team. You kind of write a contract, you're in juniors and you do you can play as bad as you want, you're still gonna be a part of the team. Um and that's just how it is. And it, as I got to the United States, it was like, okay, now this is this is a business. This is how the coaches keep feeding their families. You got to pl play really well. Otherwise, you're going to get sent to the NCDC, maybe the NA3HL. Yep. And so it was like, this is now my my job. And I, I got to put my full effort and everything into it. I did it before too, but it was not the same kind of pressure and sense. So it was really good that I started working with my mental coach there to understand the situation and we usually plan before every season. And he kind of gave me a heads up too since he worked with a lot of good players like Jesper Bratt and, and other NHL players and a lot of goalies especially that 
stand in the net for so long without anyone talking to them for a whole game. So it's a lot of mental game there. But but yeah, I, I, I didn't know about the process at all and how main camp work, how you go from main camp to training camp and from training camp, there's still guys getting cut. But, but, but so how did you, how did, how were you able to bypass the train, the, the main camp? Oh, uh, no. So they usually not every single team, they don't send every guy to main camp. Okay. Uh, some guys come straight to training camps. Uh, I think main camp, I think everybody could go to. Yeah. I, think I mean, you have, you have, you have the tenders, draft picks, and free agents and returners, but the returners are typically uh, yeah. may not get. They may go straight to to to, to camp. But you know, the yeah. tenders, you know, the tenders have a bigger shot at getting it than the draft picks. Uh, the 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 first draft pick is the eleventh tender, so to speak. So you know, yeah. it's 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 I, the reason I bring it up because two thirds of the people listening to this are, are from Sweden, and they yeah. don't and and it's foreign, and they come in and they have one plan and they're going to make they got tendered they got drafted and now i'm i got the invite to come to main camp and there's no plan b or plan c and there's yeah. no guarantees to make yeah. the team. and there's a big difference of making the training camp roster and making the the start of the season roster and then yeah. you get all these people are getting cut from ushl that are coming down so walk walk how was that for you? Uh, yeah, so I didn't even know know how that that worked. So I was there for training camp. I thought I I, I made a team, like I had my tender and everything. And uh, but I, I I that was probably the best training camp I've ever done. I think I I got in there. My first ice session was really bad. I had to be skating for two weeks before it. Uh, I had to travel to Croatia. And then I had to go from, because this is still COVID, right? Oh. So the countries in Europe, Schengen countries, couldn't go straight. So I, ha so oh, I had to be in Croatia for two weeks before <laughs> going to the United States. So I, I wasn't on the ice at all. So my first session wasn't good. The second session was a little bit better. But then we started playing games to see. My first game, I got two goals, one assist. The second game, two goals, one assist. The third game, two goals, one assist. So I had six goals and like three, four assists in three games. And so the, I was their number one. And the coach number comes up five. to you and says, uh, when are you going to turn yeah. it on? <laughs> so uh, Niagara University was there before the season even started because our coaches like talked really well and all, all that stuff about me. And uh, and then, but, but that was only training camp right and then the season started now you realize oh then it, how the nahl actually how good it is and uh, so we played johnstown which had a bunch of returners uh, in preseason and that's when I, the niagara coach came out and uh, and and we lost five or six zero the next game six one i think and so that's when you realize how good that league was and that's when you realize like how physical how uh intense the american style was training camp was still intense and all that but it was still training camp uh it was a big difference actually joining the league the first couple of games and you and you kind of got a little shock so i it took a little time just like in j20 for me to adjust uh yeah. at the start of the season and uh, i had i i 
I self-realized and I realized that I had to improve on, on my intensity. I realized that I had to, in, in United States, you don't have the big ice sheet. You, you have to w move your feet constantly. Even if you're not necessarily skating faster, you just have to keep moving your feet to not be an easy target for the defenseman. You, I had to get more physical, better defensively. And so those are two things that I worked a lot with through my first year. A lot with during the summer before the second year and now this second year in the NHL, I really found my growth. And so there was a lot of adjustments for sure. So in the beginning, uh, were there a lot of people that were like, did you realize that there's a lot of people that are, man, they're headhunting. They are, especially in the beginning of the year, they're just, I am, they don't care. I'm just going to cream this guy. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's Sweden. It's it's extremely soft, extremely <laughs> soft. I came home after the season in like in the summer, and I started hitting guys, and they were like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, so this is how we play in Sweden. We don't hit each other, kind of." So when I, when I adjusted to the American style, but uh, no, I mean, you finish every hit you can finish. That's just how the game is played in, in the states, and uh, and yeah, so it was an adjustment. And um, it took some time, but um, yeah, I really enjoy that play style now, and uh, I, I've got used to it. Well, and let, let's address that too. I mean, you're a, you're not a small guy. You're six one one ninety. How was when you first came in the league? Were you were you were you already that size? Or have you grown the last couple of years? I was six one one ninety when I got into the league. This year, I was six two. 205 so they haven't changed my lead prospect okay so i was you have, the to, you have to go guy. in there and do yourself i was the heaviest guy on our roster outfield player wise yeah. and i'm 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 not the guy that i would say i'm necessarily more of a offensive like a swedish style player but with weight and and, and that stuff and then i use my body as much as i can but i'm not that extremely fourth line physical type player uh that kind of should have my weight even of course, more when you move up the ladder, but so, uh, yeah. All right. And then let's talk about this. So you ended up, you go from Jamestown, which is in New Jersey. Yeah. And you, did you get traded or how did you end up in, in Kenai river? Yeah. So I, I was still on Esta visa. And so I had to get, move out of the country for, to, to renew my visa. So I went to Panama and went straight back. And the coach did not like that. He's like, you're going on vacation mid-season. And I was like, well, I got to keep myself legal in, in the country. And he's like, well, we can't have that. It's too dangerous if you're going to have to go out in Christmas and then you're going to have to go out late February to be able to come back for for the playoffs. So he's like, well, this is not going to work. So I, I'm get, I'm going, coming back from Panama and, and I get traded. And, it, and that's like, this is probably the in my career, the biggest, uh, how should I explain? I'm, I'm, it's, it's the craziest thing that that's happened. Cause I, you know, in Sweden, you're not used to getting traded. You play for one team. And I was like, well, what's going to happen now? So I'm sitting at my house, uh, two days. I don't have a team. I go down to the rink. I practice on my own. I, I ask, can I still practice on my own and stuff? I brought back my old gear. Practice two days. And um, yeah, Kenai River wanted to pick me up. They needed a goal scorer. They had one win in like 11 games. 
And so he sent me there and uh, yeah, just packed my stuff, flew from uh, Buffalo to Detroit, Detroit to I think Minneapolis, Minneapolis, Anchorage, drove down three and a half hours. That's like a 24 hour day. Coming to a cold Alaska, it's snowing, right? It's dark. I'm 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 sleeping in this weird like facility my first night, and I'm just looking out the window, and I was like, "Is this really what hockey kind of brought brought to me?" And I was like, but then during the flight, I watched Bruce Lee's documentary, and it's it's all about kind of being water and being adaptable to every situation. And so then after flying and all this stuff, I was kind of like, "All right, I gotta do the best." To where i'm at i can only control what i can control and so as i moved to kenai and the next morning i pre-game skate and then we played fairbanks and i had a really good game i didn't have any goals or any assists or anything but i played first line had a really good game and and from there i started playing pretty well in kenai it was it was not the best of teams that year yeah uh, but uh, i played with some good guys and uh and I played pretty well there. And so, so, uh, so we talked a little bit offline. Uh, fellow North Carolinian uh, Ryan Finch was was uh, you and him were up there uh, at the top of the scoring for that yep. team. Um, yep. So I had to give give a shout out to Finchy there, but uh, we need yep. to have him on the podcast too for being a North Carolinian. Not that many. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure he had the same. Yeah, he always he always talks about this from North Carolina. <laughs> going from North Carolina to to it's probably yeah. a bigger shock going from North Carolina to Fairbanks or or, or to Keen to 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 Alaska. Yeah, to, yeah. To go from Sweden. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe the guys from Khelefte or Ume or Lule or something not a big deal for them, but you know. Uh, yeah. And so, how did you end up? And then I guess playoffs. Then they they were picking. Uh, Fairbanks picked you off to to make yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, and so uh, a lot of the old ones were leaving the team. Yeah, and those were the guys that I was playing with that, that are better old ones. And uh, and I was kind of thinking like, why should I um, not see this as my last year? I want to win. Like I I always strive to win the league every team that I played for, and. Um, and so I kind of went to the coaches and I requested a trade. And um, it was to be able to get seen by more teams. It was to be able to play playoff hockey. And then Fairbanks opened up a spot. And and so I played my last weekend just before the trade deadline. And I got traded the last day of the deadline. And so I played with Kina. I had two goals my last two games, one in each game. And I played probably one of the two best games I played with Kina. Uh, playing wise and uh, so I, f- I finished up very very nice with them and I was I was very yeah appreciated to their coaching staff and I think uh, that they kind of helped me to be able to move on and and do that and move to to Fairbanks it was a good team it was I'm, I'm still very grateful for that and I really respect the coaches for helping me with that yeah let me while we're on this subject of, of juniors in in there how big was was the because i'm sure you billeted in each place right yeah yeah how how was the that because i remember how it was for me when i first came over to the u.s and i was used to living on my own and now all of a sudden you were living with a family how, how was that for yeah. you 
Yeah, the first uh, the first team when I went to Jamestown, there was a big adjustment for sure. Uh, coming from living by myself, you know, you're used Go to kind of just yeah, yeah, you kind of just spend time with yourself. You get used to kind of just being with yourself at in your room, kind of doing your stuff. And so, like the Bert, first Bill family, it took some time for me to kind of open up and kind of be more with the family. Which kind of in a, in a way I regret with the first family that I I was the first couple of weeks I was kind of in my room just kind of by myself because yeah. I was used because I was used to it. and uh, but then you know I played there for for a longer time and then you start really enjoying each and every family they they all have something special to bring uh, some families a little bit better some families a little bit worse but yeah. you know most of them all all good and. Uh, they're supportive. They're there to help the hockey players, and uh, and I had I had I've found some really really strong connections that I talk with, you know, now during summer. And uh, I, I, for example, when I went to Kenai or Fairbanks with Minnesota this year, I, I went and saw both families, and had a dinner and all that stuff. So it's kind of like you find find a little home, and uh, yeah, amazing people for sure. So it's been. So that's it's, been it's positive. Really, it's been a it was a positive uh, experience to 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 be with a billet family. Yeah, and and you kind of you know you as a tourist when you go to another country, for example, you go to the big places, right? You go to you go to the states, you go to New York, you go to Florida, California, uh, Washington. <laughs> yeah, but then uh, as you play in junior hockey, you go to small places like Fairbanks in Alaska. You go to northern Minnesota. You go to Upstate New York, uh, Jamestown, and uh, uh, and so now you get to experience kind of like uh, the regular American style of, of living and uh, how how yeah, just the culture, and Thanksgiving, and all these different things. And so uh, it's it's a lot of learning experiences off the ice, you know, traveling by yourself, it's uh, flying by yourself, and you know, living with different families. So it's been it's been it's been a great uh, experience for sure. That's awesome. I'm glad <laughs> we haven't really talked about that on this podcast, and I think it's it's an important part, and it can be a big deal. It could be if you're not mentally ready, it can be a tough thing. If you're and it and you could you could end up in a really bad situation. Um, so I'm glad you had a good good experience. So at what point did you? So was this college thing? So if we're segueing into, all right, you're playing juniors, um, but at what point were you thinking about college? You mentioned when you when you when you went to Jamestown that Niagara University was there and looking. So so the whole time, is this the transportation uh, path to college? Is that kind of how your mindset? Yeah. That's that's so that's why I went over to juniors at the first place. It was to be able to get seen, and you know, every player that goes there, not every, but ninety nine percent of the players that play juniors want to go to college. Yep. If you play in the United States, and so that's was I I went over there to to be able to be seen. But then as you as you start playing for teams, you start to. My first year, I thought a lot more about college. My second year. I really enjoyed the team. We were a great team. I enjoyed the coaches. And so I kind of put college to the side. 
And I really, really focused on just playing good, being with the guys, you know, enjoying the time playing my last junior season. Yeah. And that made me play really well with the team and where the place that I was at. And when you do well where you're at and you showcase that, that's when you can move on to the next level. So that's when you're also focusing in a way on the right things, like what matters most now. So I think that kind of leveled up my game my second year a little bit too. Uh, so you played two years, you know, some people come over and they just play one year of juniors because they, they exhaust their junior eligibility in Sweden. And then they have an extra one over here as their last year juniors because of COVID ended up, was the plan always to, to do two years or was the plan to do one year? Was it COVID? Two, two years. It was two years. Are you glad? Yeah. That you fin finish, finish school and then, and then go over. Yeah. Yeah. Because you could have, I mean, so if you're looking back and let's say COVID wasn't there, would you still have done two years of, of North American juniors, you think? Or would you have played your yeah. last year at J29? Yeah. So so uh, the second year, if you looked J20 national, it didn't get affected at all by COVID. Yeah. Uh, so COVID kind of like, in a way, died out a little bit for that okay. season that came up there. And so my my mindset was, if I've already played one year in the Swedish league, junior 20, and if I can move over to play to the United States, where would I grow as much as possible as a player and as a person? How could I develop my game to stay where I'm at, to be kind of comfortable? Just like you were saying before, like it's it's very easy for Swedish players to, you know, you have your own house, you know where you're going to be. It's comfortable. Yeah, but I like to be like comfortable with being uncomfortable because then I know I'm gonna develop as a person and as a player. So I kind of like throwing myself in different tough situations. So I have to just figure it out. So it's, uh, so that's that was kind of my uh, idea and, and reason to why I wanted to move. I thought I could grow more going overseas and experiencing. So your last year, so your last year in the North American Hockey League was with Minnesota, uh, yeah. who was one of the top teams, right? Didn't they go all the way into the playoffs? Yeah, and so yeah, we were we were a really good team this year. Uh, we had a great, you know, you you start to realize that when I was, well, I, I was playing a lot, and I was one of the, if you consider a top guy in the team that. From from the owners of the of the team to the general manager to the coaching staff to the equipment managers to the players in the team, that it was like a red thread. If you say it like that, everything was 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 working very well, and so that's when you realize, okay, this is a championship organization. We could go all the way through, and so yeah, we had a great te team, a great a great year uh, playing wise and. You know, our, our uh, what do you say, owner of the organization took us out to, for dinners. We had a lot of team activities. We got very close to each other as players. And then we played, yeah, playoffs went through. And uh, I broke my cheekbone. Uh, my la So our last game to win our Midwest division. So we were up 4-1. And uh, I broke my cheekbone, I think, uh, 10 minutes left in the third. I went straight to the hospital. Some teeth went out and stuff. 
And I just cared about, are we going to win? Are we going to win? <laughs> so we win the game. And uh, I was so happy. The general manager and every, the coach and everybody in the team came over to the hospital and stuff. And um, it was a very hectic part of the season at the end of the year. And uh, yeah, I chose. Uh, so we played the next weekend for Robertson Cup to win the whole NAHL. And so it's one team from each division that goes there. And uh, throughout the whole week, I couldn't practice at all. I, I I went on the ice by myself with a red jersey because I had a broken cheekbone. But it was a tough time for sure. I mean, we're going into the biggest weekend in this in the season. I I have a broken broken bone and and I'm and I'm kind of considering am I gonna play or not. But I I love the guys so much. I really enjoyed this team and and the coaches and everything. And I knew I was a big part of it. And uh, and so I kind of said it like, yeah. I'm going to do it. If if anything bad happens, it happens. So I put a mouth guard in. I played with Cage. And uh, and I, I told everybody to not say anything about it. So I didn't yeah. get extra targeted because I was already pretty much targeted. But so no one, you know, just runs up and punches you in the face or something. And so I played the last weekend there with uh, only one pregame skate without a red jersey. Played 25 minutes a night. And we played the best uh team in in the league when it comes to the amount of points accumulated in the regular season and so we lost unfortunately we we could have won we should have won we were up to zero six minutes left they turned it around but uh yeah amazing season it was really tough to leave this season uh i really enjoyed you guys and uh, especially leaving a season when you when i've been talking to so many schools and i i wasn't committed till after the season so i was like okay I I brought my everything. It was unfortunate that I broke my cheekbone. If I if we won everything, could I've been committed already. Would have committed. Yeah, but then then it happened afterwards. So I'm very grateful for that. Uh, and uh, so yeah. Well, before kinda... before we go and and round out about college. Uh, so I know offline we talked about this. So so there's a lot of people that ask. You know, how does J20 national or J20 in, 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 in general in Sweden, how does it compare to the North American Hockey League? And, you know, you haven't played in the USHL, but how does it compare to the USHL in your yeah. opinion? And I know it's so, a answer, but what's, your, what's yeah. your thoughts on that? So I played with a lot of, a lot of players from the USHL that came yeah. to the NAHL. And uh, I, played, I played by myself, of course, in the – Junior, junior 20 national in Sweden. And so there's some, some differences between the leagues, but the, of course the big difference is the style of play, right? So yeah. in the United States, it's, it's smaller rinks, a lot more in, intense and uh, a lot more physicality. How the kind of style of coaching, uh, the kind of program set up to practice and all that stuff, less kind of physio training, uh, kind of uh, gym training in the States, more like you take care of yourself to be able to perform on the ice. So it's more result mindset towards the game. Rather in Swedish, more about uh, kind of the process and kind of um, development. And yeah. so in when I played junior 20 in Sweden, it was uh, a little more skilled. Uh, general players are more skilled, but 
the level of play in the NA is better than J20. It's just a tiny bit better. USHL is a tiny bit better than the NA too. It, and so what's your what's your opinion of how much better is the USHL versus North American Hockey League? Uh it's it's a little bit better. It's but, a little but bit better. It's not a big it's not a huge it's 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 not the, it's not a huge difference. I would say the best teams in the NA would be the worst teams in, in the USHL. So it's uh yeah, it's not the biggest of difference. We had some USHL dropouts that play they're you know not maybe the best players in the NA, but like average good players and um, some good ones that come from USHL. It's it's a little bit different of a playing style in USHL. It's a, a couple, a little bit of younger players. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's, it's from what I've heard, it's more skilled. So from USHL players to transfer to the, to the college style where it's a lot more physicality, older style players, it's tougher for USHL players. And I've heard uh, some guys that played in USHL that came back to the NA or that played in the NA, went to USHL, came back, that uh, the style of playing the NA reflects a lot more the professional style of play because it's more heavier, older players. So it's a little bit different style, but if you put a team against each other, the USHL teams would most often win. Yeah. But then it's not the most big of a difference otherwise, I would say. Did, did you feel that you were well-prepared coming in to the North American Hockey League uh, as a hockey player? Not mentally, but and all the things you kind of talked about, but as a hockey player, did your skill translate? So, yeah, you have to be really adaptive, right? So some players, I, I took two years. Some players go there last year. And so now you have so much to adjust to that, it can be hard to hit and, and you know, break through the first year. For me, it took a little bit of adjustment. I think the skill and everything I had from Swedish hockey translated well into Swedish hockey. But translating into the American style, now you have to be able to keep your technique while moving your feet. So diff small things like that makes makes. So you definitely have to transfer, like transfer your kind of style of play, and um, but yeah, I, I feel like I could translate my stuff into the American style. It just took a little bit of an adjustment. Yeah, that's great. All right, now exciting time. Northern Michigan, uh, NCAA D one, the pipeline to a a college degree, but a professional mindset of what, what what's the big difference between and a pipeline to the nhl or ahl i mean there is going to play ncaa d1 you sure haven't closed any doors to the nhl on the contract yeah. right what what's your thoughts on i mean now you're 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 committed you are um that's where you're going and you could be there for four years yeah. Walk us through like the thought pattern of how how that and, and what's going to be the big differences between the North American Hockey League as an organization versus going to a college. Yeah, I, I of course, I mean, I don't have the experience yet myself, so it's 
I don't necessarily know everything to what's to come. I usually work out with a lot of the college, a lot of college players in Sweden. I've done it for years, and I, especially this summer, I I'm asking a lot of questions to kind of ex kind of get an expect expectation of to what's to come. But they can only like show me the door. I have to be the one to walk through it and experience college myself to be able to understand the differences truly and uh, yeah i think you know school is going to be a big part four years is a, is a huge commitment too and um, my goal is to you know just like i had this year with my na team was to play as well as i possibly can this upcoming season because that's what's going to bring the best opportunities to move on and if if the opportunity comes for me to maybe go play in the nhl two-way AHL contracts after one or that would be optimal to go as quick as possible but yeah if I could play a couple of years and then move forward that would be my my main goal so yeah just taking one season at a time make sure to go through school well and and try to win championships that's kind of my mindset yeah too no, I think it's going to be fun uh, there's definitely uh, I see that you have a Alexan player on your on your roster so everything should be be fine yeah yeah hopefully <laughs> and you're going up to michigan um and a uh, little bit different climate than alaska but uh i mean what an awesome spot to be in beautiful country a lot of people go to michigan especially in the northern northern michigan area uh and uh in the summertime and probably yeah. not nice in the wintertime but yeah, it gets it gets it gets really cold. Like I played up upper part of Minnesota pretty much this whole season, and with the winds, with the Great Lakes, it gets colder than in Alaska. Yeah, it gets it 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 gets extremely cold up there. So you know, but that's just I guess that's hockey. You play in the cold areas, and uh, and that's where where it's from so you're going to be well taken care of you're going to have your own massage team and physio yeah yeah and, we got we got hot tubs and and, uh, and and saunas and stuff like that so hopefully i can keep myself a little warm yeah a little bit i mean it, 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 mentioning that i mean it is a little bit of a different setup and and the professionalism all of a sudden you go from north american hockey league which isn't bad but they're still kind of a you know they don't have huge budgets uh, they have a lot of expense and then now you're going into a collegiate setting and much more staff uh, facilities could be completely different and, and travel and, you know, now, yeah. now you're going to be treated like a pro. Yeah. Yeah. That's of course, that's of course, you know, that's nice. Uh uh, NA, you definitely uh, in the NAHL, you definitely uh, don't have the most opportunities when it comes to all the different, you know, hot tub, cold tubs, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, food wise, they you don't get the best food on the road and stuff like that. Our team, our owner, just like I talked about before, great organization went out for personal team dinners. So we definitely kind of got treated extra well with minnesota and um yeah i think that helps players you know stay healthy stay uh you, you know good recover 
facilities, good good opportunities outside from the ice. And I mean, that's just pros. So that's just nice. Yeah. So last thing, I always ask the guest about, and normally you have an older guest that says that I asked the question if you met yourself at age 17, but you were just you were just there. So what advice would you give maybe to yourself, but maybe maybe more about the other take the guy from Sweden who is coming into hockey gymnasium, you know, or maybe the guy that is thinking about coming over and doing playing juniors in in, in the US or Canada. Uh, I mean, there is some options in Canada, although harder, but what, what would be your advice now, since you've gone through it, you've, you've finished, I played my full eligibility in, in the U S and now I'm going to college. Yeah. What would be your advice? Uh, yeah. If you want to take the leap from the Swedish ho- hockey to, to the U S it's uh, my advice would be to, to not fear it, kind of, you know, it's it's a great experience, both on and off the ice. So as you go over to the States, you should, uh, when you join a team, you should play full. You shouldn't, like, be scared to, to be the guy that scores the most goals in a team. You shouldn't be scared to to play the toughest. You should be there to to take your spot in a team and play hard. So don't, that's kind of my advice. Don't do average. Don't be law goal. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, and that's that's the the main thing. You know, they an an American coach prefers a uh, American player if he's as good as the Swedish players. You got to stand out if you want to be. A, you got to be there to to really make a difference. Yeah. So you can't be afraid to do any of that. So let go of the fear. Be courageous and uh, play hard. That's kind of my advice awesome awesome it's gonna be fun to kind of keep up with this now um uh, maybe it'll be a short stint and uh, and get some looks uh i hope that you stay and finish your degree and nobody will ever take that away from you and yeah. and and you certainly have a, a a bright future in front of you and a and a sharp head on your shoulder so uh, take advantage of it. So thanks for jumping on. Uh, and uh, we'll release this. We got a few in front of you here um, during the summertime here, but but it'll be yeah. it'll be really, really timely right about main camps and people fighting for spots in in, in the North American Hockey League and, and beyond. So yeah. enjoyed the conversation and, and we'll stay in touch for sure. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, thanks.